Hello and welcome to the Creative Club podcast. You're here with John Marsh. And if you're a coach or a creative business owner, this is your show to learn the key skills you need to attract dream clients to grow your business and build confidence. So wherever you're at in your small business journey right now, you know it's just that, right? It's a journey. There's going to be highs, there's going to be lows, there's going to be obstacles, there's going to be challenges. You might even be facing a challenge right now. You know, maybe you're super early in your journey and you're wondering how you're going to get traction in this business, right? How are you going to build something that actually works? Or maybe you're further along and you're trying to get your business to the next level and you're feeling a little burnt out or you don't have the motivation and you're wondering what that could look like. How are you going to do it and how are you going to do it in a way that's sustainable, right? Wherever you're at on the journey, you're going to learn a lot and get a lot of insight from today's guest. Today on the show, we've got Toby Morrison. Toby is the creator or the founder of CFS Health, which is an online recovery program that helps people who have chronic fatigue syndrome, fibromyalgia, and other chronic illnesses as well. CFS Health is in 50 one or 52 countries now so it's a worldwide program and it's a thriving online coaching business so toby shares with us today his journey in business from the very early days when you know this was just an idea and he wanted to help some people after his own journey through chronic fatigue chronic fatigue syndrome through to changing the model and going into an online business as well Toby talks a lot about this concept of getting started, you know, just getting going on the thing that you love and looking at your business from a place of true service. And then he also shares a lot of light around, you know, the patience, the persistence, the consistency that's involved to build a really thriving business over time. We learn a lot about the long game, you know, that's required in small business as well. So I got a lot of value from today's conversation with Toby. I know you're going to enjoy this one. It's really motivating. It's very inspiring, especially if you run a coaching program or any online community program. But regardless of what you do, you're going to get some really good energy and some really good motivation from this talk with Toby. Let's jump into the show. You're here with John Marsh, and this is the Creator Club Podcast. All right, Toby, thank you so much for carving out some time and jumping into us to an episode. I'm really excited to have you here, uh, find out more about your story. And, you know, it's been a really cool journey getting to know you the last couple of years as well and seeing what you do so you know thanks for taking out the time to share with everyone else my pleasure john so um maybe if we could kick off like share a little bit about the work that you do now uh cfs health you know all the cool stuff that's happening for you kind of day-to-day basis at the moment yeah so we run an online recovery program uh, called the cfs health uh, recovery program and we help people with chronic fatigue syndrome, fibromyalgia, and uh, many other chronic illnesses 
and help them get healthy and start living again. That's kind of it in a nutshell. Um, it started offline in 2011, basically in Melbourne. And then we went online in 2013 because I just wanted, I wanted to make a bigger impact. And there was so many people who needed my help that I couldn't service them one-on-one. -on -one. And so it's been a journey um, over those last kind of eight years online to get to where we're at now. Now we're helping people in 51 countries. Um, and we're just, we're just getting such brilliant results of people who, um, you know, couldn't find the, the help in their community, in their country. Um, unfortunately, there is no, you know, pill or medicine in terms of a, a, a tablet to take to cure uh, chronic fatigue syndrome and most chronic complex illnesses. And ultimately what's required is a holistic approach to health and uh, healing. And uh, we provide that for our, for our members because, um, you know, it's something that I experienced firsthand as a teenager. And it's something that I didn't want anyone else to have to experience um, on their own. And it was a painful, expensive journey for my family and myself. And so it was never a business idea. It was purely just a humanitarian uh, giving back idea. Uh, and I can talk about some funny stories in the past. You know, when I was 19, I was knocking on doctor's doors with my dad's suit on and, and try to just like tell the doctors, you know, there are things that these people can do and this is how we can help them. And it was pretty funny back then, but, you know, and I'd visit hospital clinics and help sick kids there. And, and I became a personal trainer. And then, um, you know, after, after being a trainer for almost seven years, <clears throat> helped wide general population, it was great. And I made lifelong friends and we got brilliant results, but I kind of got sick of just helping people lose five kilos or um, staying in shape and just talking about the weekend. And I knew that I was kind of put on this earth to do something bigger. Um, and that's when I decided to go all in. Um, and I just made a decision that day. I remember I almost quit the job because I just, I didn't love it anymore. And then I was going to go do real estate because I thought I loved houses. And, you know, I thought I'd be great at selling houses because I love homes and I love people. And then I did that for a week and I just was like, wow, like you could, you could pay me a million dollars and I, and I would never do this. And ultimately that was the decision that, that led me to go fucking help people. You know, it was, it was just like, you know, these people need you and you need to step up. And so it was never an idea that it was going to be a program in 51 countries and that we'd have staff for all around the world. And, <clears throat> and we're, you know, and we're kind of just getting started too, John, like I'm pretty excited, you know, um, as you know, I've been working with you for the last year and a half and um, kind of you've helped me put in a lot more structure and order into, into this uh, business and service. And, um, you know, it's just absolutely brilliant where we're at right now. Thanks for sharing that. There's so much cool stuff I want to go back into. One thing before I do, I think that really resonated was, you know, sounded like when you first, um, you know, went through the chronic fatigue yourself, it, it was something that was done kind of on your own or you and the family sort of alone. I think what stood out to me was, you know, you guys are building a really cool community now as well. Uh, mm. And I want to talk about that later on. But yeah, I think it's it's amazing what you're doing. So it's been, it sounds like quite a journey. I think, you know, we spoke a little bit about this before the episode around this concept of getting started, you know, where you're at now, you've got this 
coaching program. People are joining, you're running cool challenges, uh, lots of events, like it's all happening. At one point in time though, back you know a few years ago when you started, mm. none of that existed. And I would love to go back for the people listening because there's going to be people here who are like, you know, I talk to them all the time. It's like, I want to, I want to do a coaching program or I want to, you know, create something. It might be in personal training or a group offering or something else. Um, but this concept of getting started back when there was nothing there, like, mm -hmm. you know, you talked about knocking on doors. Could you take us back to those early days when you're like, I don't know if there's anything here, but I'm starting anyways. And, and talk about just that general, I guess that, that, you know, that first little spark that led you to do stuff and take action and mm. dive into that a little bit? Well, I think there's two things. The first thing that comes to mind is there's two types of people. There's the person who just wants to create a business because it sounds great and, you know, they can see dollar signs or they think that this is a good idea. And then there's other people who are just kind of, they've gone through a painful experience. They've experienced something firsthand and they want to make an impact in those in people's lives who have going who are going through something similar you know and for me the the passion that was born out of the pain and suffering that i went through is what actually drove me you know i didn't give a fuck about money like you, you know like yeah money was important but like i was 19 like i was I, when i was sick i knew i was going to do this like i knew when i was when i was getting better i was going to give back because it was just so important to me to not let anyone else have to go through what i went through so it was kind of the passion was bought out that was it was kind of bought out of pain um now at the same time i didn't know if it was going to work you know but i didn't care either way i cared so deeply about the people that that's all that mattered and so one thing that helped me, and, you know, if you go back, there's some terrible YouTube videos from, I don't even know when, 2013 or whatever, whenever I started that channel, you know, I'm baby faced. I'm wearing, my sister like said that I should wear makeup. So she put makeup on me. Um, she set up her camera because she was in a film school. And then I had a script behind the camera on, on a piece of A4 paper. And it was like, hi, my name's Toby Morrison. You know, like it was just super cheesy. And, you know, it's funny, people used to hang shit on me all the time back then, but I used to post all this stuff on Facebook and I'd get one like or, you know, maybe two likes and, you know, who knows what people were saying behind closed doors. But I was, all I cared about was the person who, who it might have helped. And one thing that I've always said to my friends who are in business or who were starting out, I always say to them, stop thinking about you. Think about the one person this is going to help. And I used to say, you know, I wrote a book, John, I, don't, I don't, probably haven't even told you, I wrote a book years ago um, and it got published and sold all around the world. But as I was writing that book and I failed English, my Japanese exchange student got a better enter score than I did on English, right? Um, and he's now my bookkeeper, which is hilarious. Yeah. But <clears throat> when I was writing that book, for someone who sucks at English, the thing that drove me the most, and, I, and even if it wasn't going to be successful, I used to say to myself, if this, and it cost me like 20 grand, I remortgaged my house at the time to, to fund this self-publishing um, book. If this just helps one person get their life back, then it was worth it. Mm -hmm. And it wouldn't matter if, you know, what well, I sold the book for 14 bucks or 30, but I don't even know how much it was selling for. If I, let's say, lost $19,975, right? But it helped one person get their life back, I wouldn't, I wouldn't care because... 
that was more that's priceless and i can always make that money back you can you know can always make money you know whether you go get a job at a you know doing whatever laboring whatever so i kind of had that mentality from the start if it helps one person do it um and one thing that i know that you've you've kind of said to me a few times and you've admired about me and a lot of people do is the fact that I just put out a lot. I put out a lot of content um, and I can just produce fast. And I think my ability to do that is because I actually just think about the person that's going to help. I don't get too wound up and go, oh, how do I look or how do I sound or mm. is it perfect? Um, I never ask that question. I kind of, and I said to one of my girls has just started with me, she's got to film a whole new strength program for our members. And I said, well, how do you feel about the videos that you film? She said, oh, I don't know. Like I'm a bit of perfection. I said, look, my rule of thumb is if it's 70 to 80% good that you think it's good, then it's we're ready to put it out. We can always improve. Yeah, we can always make it better. And I think that pursuit of trying to make it better over time is kind of what uh, excites me. How can we make it better? But at the same time, um, I just think people just need to get out of their own way and stop thinking about themselves and think about the person who actually needs the help. And I think when you do that, you just serve a hell of a lot more people and you know, still to this day, you know, every single week we get emails from people who watched a YouTube video from 2015 or whatever and, and said, you know, this video, you know, changed my life or whatever. And I think, you know, we do that in our own lives. Like there's people I watch on YouTube and go, wow, like this guy makes a lot of sense or, um, you know, that really made a difference to me. So I think, I think if anyone who's watching this who's in small business, I think it's just so important to put your own, to put your own insecurities or needs or or ego aside and just think about the person who's behind the camera, who's watching it, who's behind the video watching this, going, "Man, I really need this," you know. Um, and and I think that that was what helped me the most. And I, and again, I think it was purely just the passion. I just had a burning desire um, to help people. So. That makes a lot of sense, you know, uh, totally on on kind of the intellectual level. What if somebody is listening and they're thinking, you know, like I want to, I want to uh, start putting out content, you know, or I want to start whatever it is, speaking, with <clears> this, <throat> and they're thinking about the person they want to help, but they are thinking, who am I to be the person to help them? Like, I love how you connected your story in and, and you talked a little bit about that. But is there anything, did you go through this? Like, did you have an imposter syndrome or, mm. uh, you know, is there anything that comes to mind for that or how you really put the foot on the floor? Because uh, I, I hear people all the time, you know, it's like, I'm, I'm so new, I'm so small. There's people with like, you know, way bigger audiences or people have been doing this a lot more than longer than me. How can I be the person to like speak up and talk about it? Well, yeah, I, I don't think about these things, uh, you know, as you know, I'm more of a doer than a thinker about this stuff. But what comes to mind here is I used to have idols that I look up to and I'd go, man, I want to be, you know, like my, my old mentor, Craig Harper, he's a motivational speaker. And I remember seeing him early on in, in my days and I was like, I want to be like him but for my people. And so I th- two things. One, I think we need to, you need to have a bigger vision than yourself. It needs to be a big vision, a vision that's like, you know, not a written down goal vision, but like I could see myself speaking to tens of thousands of people on stage when I was 16, you know, 17, 18, when I was getting better because I, couldn't, you know, I could see it. 
Now, obviously, I'm not speaking on stage, but I'm speaking online stage to, you know, millions. We've had millions of views on our YouTube channel. You know, we've got, we've got thousands of people who have done our program over the years. So vision, I think, is important, um, especially initially, like see the bigger vision, you know, something to move towards um, that makes you play bigger. Um, and then, you know, figure it out along the way. It doesn't have to be perfect. As, as you know, John, like, you know, we've been doing this for 10 years. Now we finally have the... Uh, a brilliant system that's working for our members and for our team and a way that we can even uh, reach more people. And we had to learn all the things not to do over the last 10 years to get to here. The second thing about imposter syndrome, I think if you have a big enough why, all those little kind of challenges just go out the, out the door. You don't really think about that. Um, and, you know, the, the imposter syndrome thing on a small level, Again, I just think, I think I was just so good at always thinking about the person who needed to hear it. I just didn't care about my doubts, um, you know, or insecurities around that. And, and, but also I think you need to know what you're talking about. Um, but if I look back, you know, five years ago, even my videos from five years ago, they're a bit cringeworthy. Like I don't, what I said back then necessarily, probably I would probably redo now um, and say it in a totally different way. And so I think that's just, you've got to live in the moment and just have a crack you know and uh yeah stop stop comparing yourself to like people who there's so many people with big followings who are making no difference to people's lives hmm. and it's the people with the small followings that i think are actually going to make the, the bigger impacts these days because um they deeply care about their work I'm not saying the people with the big followers don't but then a lot of them are more driven for themselves than for the people yeah okay i love that i love that and i often say a similar thing you know you might have hundred people following you on a, on a platform starting out as a, you know, a physiotherapist or a coach or a personal trainer. And there's probably five to 15 people in that group who are going through something right now that <laughs> you could speak to. And that yeah. sounds like it's close to what you, what got you going, you know, which is super cool. Yeah. Um, the other thing that really stood out to me uh, that you spoke about there is this time frame and i think it's easy to kind of skip over that but you know you mentioned in the early part of your story like when you were 16 17 there was the the beginnings of a vision or starting to think about it then there was knocking on doors like maybe just speak to a little bit about consistency over time or mm. how long this is you know, you're still very young now, but how long this has taken and some of the, I guess, challenges or obstacles you've faced, we can get some perspective of like, you know, because often we want something tomorrow, right? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I think you got to do things methodically um, and things do take time, you know, like I was a personal trainer and I knew I wanted to do this chronic, I wanted to work in, you know, just with people with chronic fatigue syndrome. And so there was a transition period there. And I got to I got to tell you, I sacrificed half my income to produce the online program in 2013, um, which was you know a lot of money for me back then. And I had a mortgage back then as well. I bought an apartment when I was 21, so you know it was it was very scary to do that. But I knew I had to sacrifice the short term for the legacy long term. You know, it was like, well, what's what's a thousand bucks a week over six months in the scheme of things when ultimately this is going to help you know, thousands more people, you know, because back then I could only help 60 people a week. Um, 
so you know so that was a hard stepping stone uh, remortgage my house um i remember my first online product i spent twenty twenty five thousand dollars creating and it was it was called the health pack it was the worst idea ever uh, actually no i take that back it was the best idea ever because it was what helped me start this online program i never told you the story but basically i had a 99 dollar health pack and what it was was like five different podcast kind of audios it was basically just information on recovery on how to get better and how to improve your health but it was just kind of out there there was no step-by-step process there was no uh, progression and I thought it was going to take off I was like wow this thing's just going to blow up and everyone's going to buy it and every single person with chronic fatigue in the world is going to want to get better and want to do it you know so I had this naivety about me um and of course it totally flopped um I think we sold I think 50 people bought it in the, in the space of a year. So that's $5,000. So I made five grand back off $25,000. I spent six months producing it over, whilst I was working as well. And I never looked at that as a failure. It just helped me go, well, fuck, that doesn't work. Like that's not working. And then, and then I just had this aha moment. I'm like, shit, people need a step-by-step program. It's exactly what I do one-on-one with people. Why wouldn't I be doing that online too? Mm-hmm. And that's when I kind of, really knuckled down for those next six months and and produced the online recovery program um we've completely done a rehaul and, and upgraded everything in 2021 um so we have a brand new program now um yeah, but you know yeah i think it's hard and i also want to say i've wanted to quit a lot of times mm, i was going to ask you about that yeah i've wanted to any- quit a lot of times i spoke to you when i when i engaged with you a year and a half ago i was i, I think i just started this new model um, the way we were doing it, um, I was a bit lost. I I lost my purpose. I lost my passion. Uh, it's very hard going from very very driven, where you literally don't want to sleep because you love your work so much, to then waking up and not loving your work. And I think that, that there's you know being a business owner, you know there's there's that um, burnout side of things where you just you're doing everything all the time. Um, but I also think that. Um, it's kind of good sometimes not to be on purpose and driven all the time. Like you need the lull to then go, well, what, do, what it's basically calling you forward to go, well, what does turn you on now? Um, and what turned you on back then doesn't necessarily turn you on now. And maybe you need to try something different and for me now. It's still first and foremost, you know, delivery clients first. We want to make, I just care about them getting value and walking away knowing that they've got everything that they need. The second thing that really um, lights me up is is helping my team grow and helping them become better people, better leaders, stepping into their potential, which they're doing every day, and giving them a life that um, they wouldn't have otherwise. You know, and I think that's something that really excites me. Um, whereas before, it was never that; it was purely um, just one-sided kind of focus. But there's been many times over the last kind of ten years where I've just wanted to quit. Um, and every time it's kind of brought a new light. I remember two years ago when I was at that stage where I was almost ready to kind of stop it. Um, you know, I spoke to a, a coach at the time, a therapist, and she was like, well, why don't you just give it one more go? But why don't you just do it the way you've always wanted to do it? You know, work with the people that you only want to work with. Say no to everyone else. Um, do it the way you want to do it. Do you want to do one-on-one? Do you want to do a group? What do you like better? You know, and so I just sat down for a good couple of weeks and wrote down all my wants and all my not wants. And then I thought, fuck it, I'll give it six months. And now it's been almost 18 months now. 
mm. um, you know, and we're just, we're helping, we're just making such a deeper impact and we're enjoying it more. And I think that's what we say to our clients, you know, like where we have strict boundaries in our program, we have zero negative uh, uh, venting policy in our program. And the reason is because we love our work and we want to work with great people. Mm. And, uh, and because of that, we, we have a beautiful relationship with our members and, and our community is just so engaged and it's just incredible um, but yeah I just I just I think it's important to know that it's not easy um, you know you know the overnight success thing is uh, is so common and I think the crazy thing is that I had no idea about this but because uh, I just don't think like this but there's a lot of people out there pretending to be successful and they're actually not and uh Success shouldn't be just gained, uh, you know, just measured by uh, monetary, although that's one calculation of success, especially in business. We do need to measure that. But ultimately, it's the, the measurement of the enjoyment of the clients that you're working with, the impact that you're having, and, uh, you know, maybe the legacy that you're creating and the ripple effect that you have beyond just your intimate working relationship with that person. Um, and, you know, yeah, it just changes. It's exciting. Like I love, I love the change of things, you know, I love um, growth and I love, yeah, just change. And I think, um, I think for anyone who's sitting there, like whether they're in business or they're wanting to start a business, I just think like, well, what if you don't do it? Mm. You know, what impact is that going to have if you don't do it? You know, start there and, uh, and maybe then ask the, the question, well, what ripple effect could I have on you know impact on the world if i did do this and maybe you'll do it half-heartedly to start with maybe you do it fully i don't know um but at least you're stepping into something and i think that's that's what keeps us going you know is to have a crack um yeah uh, i love when you spoke about that this concept of you know when you spoke about the challenges that you've gone through and the feeling that you've had because i i know exactly how you felt we felt that in different businesses <laughs> And, um, I think, you know, unfortunately it's, it's, uh, it's not a nice feeling, but unfortunately it's kind of part of it. But what came to me was, um, this concept that your, your story, like whatever you're, you're going through, whatever challenges or obstacles, it's generative, right? Like you've learned from it, you know, and there's this where you're at now, uh, and the, the format of your program, the way you're able to serve, uh, your marketing, the whole thing kind of can only really exist because of like all of that stuff that you went through. You know? <clears throat> totally, totally. And like, and, and even stuff like I, you know, I made some terrible mistakes back, back in the day, you know, like I, I, I thought I treated my staff really well and, and my intention was good, but ultimately um, I didn't listen properly and I didn't um, hear feedback properly. And all those really, um, shitty, not fun experiences has helped me become a better leader now and a better boss and a better coach. And I've still got so much room to improve, you know, um, but thankful for those lessons um, that kind of have, have helped me get to this place. And, and even now, you know, like there's a whole nother, every kind of level is a new devil. And I'm kind of learning that there's like, I remember calling you not long, not long ago and just going, shit, like, I don't know if like, you know, this is like a whole nother level, you know? And, but then I, I keep thinking to myself, well, 
it's boring staying at the same level. Like, <laughs> like, what are you going to do? Just sip on your chai latte every day and just do your, you know, like it's just boring after a while. And so, um, so I think, I think, you know, I've been reading a few books lately and the, the common theme is, you know, go, then slow and maintain, go, grow, maintain and slow for a little bit. And so that's how we're doing it. And, uh, yeah, I think as long as your intentions are pure, I think that um, I think whatever you do is important. Is important. Yeah, yeah, I love this, Toby. Um, I'm just gonna go back around because I've got some notes here. You know how I love post-it notes, so I've taken <laughs> I've taken a few, and I wanted just to highlight for the people listening uh, a couple of standouts. I think. And then maybe we can speak to those quickly before we wrap it up. But one, one thing you started off with was your story and you, you talked about the going through the thing mm. uh, and letting that fuel you. And I think we all have that. And I think if you're listening, you know, what's, what's, what have you been through? Like what's something that you can resonate with that other people are going through um, and how can that fuel what you're doing? I think that was really cool. Mm. Uh, I loved your concept of, you know, and you've spoken about and written about perfectionism a little bit before. Um, but man, like if you were listening, Toby, like go look at his YouTube. He's, he's put out literally high volume for years, <laughs> for years. And you'll scroll back and something might have like a couple hundred views. Then the next one will have that tens of thousands. And yeah, it's weird. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, and it's just, you just kept showing up, you know, for a long time. And I just want to add to that. So, and, you know, because I never think like algorithm, I don't think in those, in that mind, I don't think, oh, you know, I just, it's a have to. Like, it's like, well, I've just got to do it. Like, you know, it's just, a, it becomes a habit. It's a habitual thing. You know, I used to write email, uh, email broadcast every single um, day. I used to do five a day in 2017, 16. My, my um, marketing guy used to tell me, you know, you got to write emails. And so I did that. And so I'd get up at 8 a.m. and just do it. You know, like the first thing, like straight bang, write it out. And uh, now it's a bit more ad hoc because I'm, I'm just a bit more in tune with myself. But we have consistency, but we do it because we, it's just, it's just a non-negotiable almost. And I think if you can treat it like that, I think if you can treat your business like a non-negotiable, you're going to do well eventually, you know? Um, and if you're not doing well, then change it. Like, it's not a big deal. Like don't, you know, and this whole, you know, I hate the word selling, like, like back in 2013, when I started online, you know, I didn't know what a sales call was. Thank God. All I knew was how to help people. So when I was told to pick up the phone and, and, and call these applications, I called them to help them. I didn't call them to sign them into a program. Mm. And by helping them, they joined my program, you know. And so we, we call what we have is enrollment calls these days mm. for our members and all the people who want to join our program. And it's a very honest, um, integrity-based conversation to see if it's, really going to be valuable for them and if it's not we'll let them know and if it is then of course we're going to help them so i think there's just a lot of pressure these days on business owners um, to do things a certain way and there's just there's a few shiny object kind of buzzwords to 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 be talked about and i just don't think you need to even just like let all that shit go and just honestly just put your head down um purely focus on the people that need you and um and show up for them and uh, I think you were just too good. <laughs> you know, it's not that complicated. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, I think that's pretty much it, man. I think, um, you know, if I were to wrap everything up as well, the last thing I had here was just your, your vision over time. I think that really stood out, you know, the time you've been going, but also holding, holding some form of vision, taking the good with the bad, slowing down, like, but it's, you know, it's, it's a patience game and you've been going for a while. And um, I think that's inspirational and rare in a, in a, you know, a culture that can get sometimes a little bit short-sighted and want a reward really quickly. Um, so I think that was super cool as well. Is there anything else you want to add? Look, yeah, I think, um, I mean, nowadays, as you get older, you get a bit more wiser. I'm not in a rush. I rushed a lot. Um, and, and I think that there's a benefit to that because you're just putting yourself out there and you're having a crack. And, and I definitely think that builds momentum. But I also think, you know, there's no need to rush, especially just trying to try quick fixes is never a good thing. So I see so many people trying to start online programs or online businesses and they're just trying to make a quick buck they're just trying to you know and i think if you're ever just doing something for the money i just don't think it's a good enough reason i think you'll know that as, as you're listening to my words right now like it's just you know you know it's just not it's not true for you and so i think if you reverse engineer it and go well what's true for me what's important and what do the people need and then create something from there for them um, ultimately you're, you're doing a great service for them and selfishly you're doing a great service for you because it feels good. Um, and, you know, I think the best part about um, having a great business is when you deliver and your clients pay you and then say thank you. And I think that's when you know you're doing it right. Um, you know, I think uh, underselling yourself is, is not a good thing. Um, I think if you're discounting yourself all the time, you're going to attract people who want cheap and who want fast. Um, and, you know, I think you've got to find value in yourself um, because the, the people that are attracted to you will value you more too. And they'll show up and, you know, when you pay, you pay attention. Um, and uh, I think there's a lot to be said. We could talk for hours about all this kind of stuff. But, um, but yeah, I just say, say true to yourself stay consistent what are your non-negotiables and at, at the end of the day stop thinking about you think about the person on the upper end who needs it mm, so good so much stuff in there toby thank you so much i think uh if you're listening and you're looking really at any any service business or any business in general but especially uh if you're considering coaching or you've got a coaching business or you're looking at an online program uh i think there's a you could listen to this a few times and get a bunch of takeaways so thank you so much um, we'll put the, a bunch of notes into the show notes sort of stuff, but do you want to let people know where to find you personally or look at your work? Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. If you're, if you're a small business owner, um, you can follow my personal page, Toby, uh, J Morrison on Instagram. Um, send me a message if you want. I just love helping. I just love seeing people do really cool things. So you want to ask me a question feel free to message me there you want to see our work or you want to uh, recommend someone who might be struggling with chronic fatigue syndrome or fibromyalgia or chronic uh, illness uh, send them to the website www.cfshealth.com we have so many great resources there for free um, we recommend anyone who is interested in joining our program to do the free resource training first um, to check that make sure it uh, feels right and they're getting value from that first you can check us on instagram cfs health and youtube cfs health and i just want to um, say uh, don't underestimate the ripple effect that you can have uh, on the world 
you know, you don't know the effects, the, the positive effects you could have on family members, friends, and, you know, there's, yeah, there's more than just the direct impact you're having with, with, that, with that one person or with the multiple people that you're working with. Well, there it is. I think that's the perfect spot to leave it. Thanks so much, brother. Cool. Uh, yeah, a lot of love okay. and thanks for your time.